This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff and Ryan Walter, who is the managing director. One of the, the illustrious team at Pro CFO Partners is with us today. And Ryan, um, I'm excited to talk to you today because we're talking about Philadelphia, Philly, which is, um, as you and I are talking about this, the Eagles are not, uh, you know, going to the Super Bowl, and we're 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 all, we're we're all moving forward, and 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 you know we're we're doing our best with that. And I think it's a good opportunity for us to kind of talk about business in Greater Philly. Um, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the business dynamics at play? What are maybe some of the unexpected nuances that come into, especially that small and mid market uh, um, sort of dynamics and businesses in greater Philly. So welcome. And let's start with what do you mean by greater Philly? What are we talking about when we're talking about kind of Philadelphia? Well, Chris, to start, actually, I'd say at least Philadelphia fans can hold on to the Kelsey brothers and at least one half of the Kelsey brothers for a while here. It seems like no matter what Jason's doing in his career, he will always kind of be front and center. So regardless of the result in the playoffs, but more seriously, if we go to like what we mean, you know, the greater Philadelphia region is actually a very broad, uh, diverse region. One I often call kind of an area of neighborhoods. Um, it's an area where relationships matter. And if you're really looking at a map, it's it's kind of anywhere from South Jersey, sort of Princeton on below, all the way to almost the entire eastern part of Pennsylvania. So if you're familiar with kind of Pennsylvania, the Susquehanna River, how it strikes down the middle, that kind of Harrisburg, York area, all the way over the east, up to the Pocono Mountains, to even parts of Delaware and Eastern Maryland. So it is definitely a very wide and diverse area. It's interesting that uh, one of the words you, you or phrases that you said that just really popped out at me is it's, it's, a, it's a place where relationships matter. Tell me more about that, and especially kind of around the dynamics that you just shared. Um, does greater Philly have an awareness of itself in those kind of relationships, or are there little pockets of got to keep this in mind and got to keep that in mind as you kind of move around this area? We definitely work more in areas of pockets. And in fact, wherever you go, you will probably find someone who says, I've got a guy. I've got a guy who knows someone. I've got a guy who can help with this. Um, and as you go certain places, there's definitely, even from the standpoint of where you are, sensitivities um, that I think you have to pay attention to. There's different um, economic impacts based on where you are. So there's there's a wide variety of things. And I think you have to stay vigilant and on top of that and understand that, you know, if you're even in South Jersey, you know, you can go everywhere from heavy economic, heavy manufacturing to heavy agriculture and within 20 minutes of a drive. And, and those conversations and the needs are completely different for those organizations. That's really interesting. Where do you find, I don't know, some of the expansion happening or some of the innovation happening where I don't know, something new is happening. New organizations are coming in, uh, uh, technology or, or you know, incubators are starting to be here and there. Are you finding that some of that agriculture is starting to be supplanted by or some of that manufacturing space is starting to become a little bit more high tech or, or is there kind of this is kind of how it is. And these sort of sections have always made sense to us. And we all kind of stay in that kind of dynamic. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a long legacy, right, of industry throughout the region. Um, you know, we're on the Monopoly board, a couple of places, both the uh, Reading and Pennsylvania Railroads. And, you know, quite honestly, Monopoly itself came out of Atlantic City, which is in South Jersey, for those not familiar with the region. And that history, there's still some strong 
anchors to that, but a lot has changed and a lot is changing. I think even from the agricultural perspective, there's still a heavy agricultural side, but now ag tech is really taking off and you're seeing that pick up. You know, we are a legacy Rust Belt state, particularly in Pennsylvania. And while, you know, Billy Joel sung about what was going on in Allentown at times, you go to Allentown now, it's not the same. Advanced manufacturing and things like that are really taking off the region in certain areas. You just find um, new life, new blood in what's going on. Biopharma, tech, services, even food processing. There's a real, there's been a real change and a real kind of infusion of kind of lifeblood in a number of spots. So it's a real exciting area because go five, 10 minutes and you're going to kind of find something different. Uh, that's fascinating. And thank you for bringing Billy Joel up. That's a, an extra point for you. Do you feel like... Um that's i guess attitude of tradition or something is there kind of a an entrenched uh look historically we don't have in america you know move 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 uh, west of chicago and we don't have a ton of history but we do in philadelphia we have it's very rich do you mm -hmm. find that culturally there's just kind of a a lot of family business. There's, there's a lot of sort of generational mindsets even if it's not generational businesses and do you find that or do you find that new talent or new ideas are coming in and kind of rubbing against that is there friction there is it a welcome sort of uh change is there a technological sort of revolution happening or is it kind of slow going like what's the uh, what's the kind of attitude in general around kind of those pockets or those relationships you're talking about I think there's definitely a legacy of relationship and trust which is important here um and that you will find that and we have a high proportion of family business, small business around here, multi-generational family businesses. Um, but I, I think, you know, there is definitely push for innovation and change that you see, particularly as things move from generation to generation. Um, that is definitely out there. But I think there's still, you know, I would call it a healthy friction, which is good, a healthy friction between legacy and where we're going that is actually forcing us to ask good questions, right? It's not about change for change sake sometimes. Sometimes it's good and, and sometimes it's needed. Sometimes, you know, there's something to be learned to behind why we did something 100 years ago. Sure, we're not, you know, going to put horseshoes on horses anymore. Maybe we don't need farriers or whatever that may be there. But there was a reason why we built the service that way. There was something behind that. And perhaps that was lost. So I do think the dialogue's important and we are seeing, you know, a, a real investment in places like incubation spaces here, as I mentioned before, med tech, uh, advanced, you know, advanced manufacturing where that's coming, you know, forward. Um, there's a lot of, I would say, overall um, investment in that kind of space that is driving some of the change. But there's still some wonderful legacy you can run into fifth generation organizations talking about how they're driving, how they're driving forward. And it's it's wonderful because when you hear about what that means and the great grandfather who started the organization in the 1800s, um, to me, that history tells us something and it's important. Oh, I love that. And I agree. We talk sometimes here at ProSafe our Partners about how maybe an organization starts maybe a generation or two ago or maybe. 10 years ago and and your needs particularly from your sort of financial functions your team are x but as you grow maybe maybe you your growth requires new skill sets new attitudes new perspectives and maybe the people that you have on board need to either uh have a compliment to help them see those things or the team needs to go or there needs to be something so as you kind of put your cfo hat on what do you um 
what do you recognize as sort of, these are some characteristics that I see a lot that I, I think might be kind of, you know, we all experience these things, but in Philly, we really, these are some things I see a lot. We've got challenges here, or we've got opportunities here, or we're really successful here. When you're, when you're looking at it through that lens, are there anything that kind of pops out for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think where you're hitting on is, is what I tend to call the, you know, what got us here won't get us there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of organizations face that uh, at times, I think particularly here, just due to the nature of, you know, the legacy of some of that, we may not realize it, you know, from a financial perspective, you know, the models we have in place got us to a point, but nobody asks why. Nobody asks why we're still running that way or to understand that. And what it does is kind of create this challenge of not really having a sustainable or scalable model to grow with the organization and set a change with the times for what the organization needs. What does that mean? They tend to end up with sort of a lack of insight and a lack of ability to sort of make the right choices mm. to help the business grow for the future. Or they continue to invest into that model and it's sort of throwing good money over bad. You know, I think from our side, because of that legacy, maybe we see a little more of, you know, holding on to the, the traditional path. And we understand that, right? That's part of the culture of the organization. The people matter. And I think that's so critical to this. Um, and it's not, it's not a negative on anyone, but looking back at that, when you when you have that mindset, you tend to pigeonhole yourself and you limit what the organization is able to do. So when you open yourself, maybe put the head a little bit above the ground at that point and start asking those hard questions. How does this support us where we want to go? What does this mean? I think, um, you know, that's a really critical item that organizations need to undertake. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com I think you make some really good points, and, and it speaks a little bit to me of the need of um, being intentionally maybe more agile or, or more uh, flexible or, or, or ability to adapt more quickly or to recognize what's working and not working. We talk sometimes about how you can't build your revenue model when you start your business and never come back to it. You can't can't have a meeting in January and and not hit some metrics, not look at the metrics that you're trying to hit until October. Like that, those things don't work yet. We're all, uh, especially in small and mid market, guilty of some of that. Part of what I'm hearing you say connects to me to the very intentional fractional model of ProCFO Partners, which is um, we want to bring some of that energy, some of that sort of um, that zest for the way we see things and the network that we have on our team where we can we can kind of use different expertise to connect with what you're trying to do or even help you see what you could be doing that you didn't even recognize talk to me a little bit about the that benefit that kind of advantage of uh, we're not just trying to put another mind on your team we're trying to bring new energy into your team and that fractional model really complements that yeah definitely and i think it really comes down to perspective too right i mean for us it's really important 
to make sure when we when we do match someone to the team that it's the right fit and the right fit for the right reasons. You know, we look across a broad spectrum of things. You know, you'll often hear the term you have to work on the business job, not just in the business. And that's a challenge for everyone, right? It's really easy to get stuck in the tactical work of every business. And I think for us, it's critical that we serve as a resource to help support organizations working on the business and working on where they're going. Um, and it's not about adding another resource. It's about someone who is really helping you chart a path to the future, but not just like a consultant handing you a piece of paper and saying, here's where you go, but being there with you in the trenches to help execute on that and help execute on that change. So we're not just saying you need to change. It's, hey, we're here, we understand where we're going, and we're bought in on this with you, and we're going to help make sure this happens. And I think that's the key. Um, and it's having that expertise. It's having the background of our CFOs who have been through this, who have seen it from a myriad of industries and situations, um, you name it, that they can bring that to bear and really help organizations avoid some of those roadblocks, those hurdles they may run into if they're doing it on their own. And I love that. You're, you're kind of coming full circle to, to where you started around to place where relationships matter. So as you are kind of a citizen of Philadelphia, you know, and, and you kind of have this sensibility about not just the business that's being done, but how it's being done with whom it's being done, what a handshake means over there. How does that inform your work as, you know, a, a managing director, as a person who connects with the companies that you're working with as kind of a pro CFO, how does that, what are you looking for when you're having those conversations and your mind is like, you know what, this person could really use, or I want to make this introduction. Is it, is it easy for you to kind of, I see what you need and and I'm the guy to talk to about that because you have this kind of relationship minded kind of centric approach. For me, it's, it's the reason I'm here and I love doing it. And in fact, I enjoy that opportunity to help organizations. And I think for us, uh, as an organization here and for myself, we view it as we are bought into the success of the organizations we help, the clients we work with. And it's not the success as just the CFO. It's their success. How do we help them achieve that? Whether it's a, a HR problem they're dealing with and how do we connect them with the right resource there that might help them? Because if that's not working, the rest of the organization isn't working. So it's not just the work we're doing. It's being bought in. It's thinking about how do we help this company get to where they're going? How do we help them not struggle with this problem for a couple months? And can we introduce them and connect them with great people? We really subscribe to working with people we like, know, and trust. And by surrounding ourselves with those individuals and individuals who are really committed to the success of organizations as a whole, not just the, for the service they're there to deliver, but for the success as a whole, you know, that creates a wonderful ecosystem of people committed to that overall uh, result and the overall growth trajectory of that organization. I love this quick illustration used of, of if HR isn't working. I think that's important to touch on because um, there's a subset of people who realize, you know what, team, we really need a fractional CFO to come in here, or we really need somebody to come in here and and kind of represent us from that CFO you know, seat on the, on the table and help us with this. But Many organizations are just experiencing something and they don't know what they don't know and who could help with that. Do you have some, especially thinking, you know, specifically about that greater Philly area, are there some symptoms that I might be experiencing that are for you? This is a great time to just pick up the phone or hit the website and let's just have a conversation 
even if you don't understand how how somebody might help. Sure. And we're always happy to connect with folks on any front. It doesn't need to be related to CFO thing. If we can be a resource, um, we enjoy that and we enjoy the opportunity to do that. But a couple of things come to mind. One might be to even have the right information to make informed and insightful decisions. Where we hear that often, where they're just not getting the right information. That's a that's a great lead into an, an opportunity and a chance to talk. It could also be they want to grow, but they don't know how. What are going to be the steps? What, what are the decisions and choices I need? I don't have that roadmap there, and I don't really have that vis- visibility for where I go. And the other thing may be we're trying to grow, but we're spinning our wheels. It's just not happening the way we want. Things aren't tied together. Um, we have the best intentions, but we're not going where we need to go. I think all those are great examples of times where um, more than happy to connect with organizations, listen and and hear what's happening, and you know provide whatever insight we can to help support them in that journey, regardless of what it means for us from a commercial perspective within Pro CFO Partners. You know how do we help them along their growth journey and path? I love that, and you know I say often you don't need to know that you have how to solve the problem. You just need to know that something something could be better and then bring in new minds and new mindsets to sort of help you explore that. And I think that I think that's a great sort of perspective and a great approach that Pro CFO partners just regularly kind of look, we just love to talk to people. We just love to help out. Don't mm-hmm. worry about the details. Let's have the conversation to see how we can how we can connect. And I I feel like Ryan, you are such a you're so emblematic of that. I, every conversation we have, every even when we're off the podcast and we're just kind of kicking things around, I, I'm so uh, grateful for your expertise and your generosity with it and just kind of your general personality and your approach to this work and the people uh, that you do it with. It's it's refreshing and it's interesting and um, and it's professional and it's on point. And, and I'm really grateful for that. Thank you so much. Ryan Walter is Managing Director at ProCFO Partners and he is in Philly and he is the guy to talk to in Greater Philadelphia. And we... Um, are grateful for your time today. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.